Hi everyone, I'm here to do week five, day one. It is on page 81, that's where it begins, and it says, Hope has come, the Gospels. The scripture reading for this day is Matthew 1, as well as Luke 2, 1 through 7. So let's go ahead and start with Matthew 1. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah, Uzziah, the father of Jotham, Jotham, the father of Ahaz, Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, Manasseh, the father of Amon, Amon, the father of Josiah, and Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the father of Abihud, Abihud, the father of Eliakim, Eliakim, the father of Azor, Azor, the father of Zadok, Zadok, the father of Achim, Achim, the father of Elihud, Elihud, the father of Eleazar, Eleazar, the father of Matham, Matham, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. And Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Okay, that was the reading of Matthew 1. We are going to go ahead and listen to Luke 2, verses 1 through 7.
Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. All right, so that was one through seven. We're going to go ahead and read on page 82, the page for day one. The first page of the New Testament opens with the declaration of what the whole world had been yearning for. The first page of Matthew begins with the genealogy. And though we are often tempted to skip these lists of names, it is in this list that we are reminded of who Jesus is. He is the promised Messiah, he is the son of Abraham and the son of David, and he is the fulfillment of the covenants made with these men. It is also in Matthew that I see the reason that Jesus had come. He would save his people from their sins. The world was longing for a savior at this pivotal time in history. Certainly, the Jewish people knew the promises of the coming Messiah, but even the rest of the world found themselves longing for something as the Roman Empire sought to bring order to what had been in time of a time of chaos too many people in the world caesar augustus to many people in the world caesar augustus seemed like a political and economical savior and many of the jews expected the messiah to be this same kind of savior one that would bring political order to israel but jesus would do so much more than that as we read a few short and famous verses from luke in the christmas story we must be left in awe of the truth that our God is always working behind the scenes, bringing about his sovereign plan. His sovereign hand is seen in everything, even the decision of a Roman ruler to decree that a census was needed. It was that decree that led by our, and led by our God that would lead Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, which was the exact city that God had promised that the Savior would be born. If God can orchestrate this event and move world rulers to follow his plan, we can be confident that he is working his sovereign plan in our lives as well. Our sovereign God is at work in ways our eyes cannot see. Many of the people were confused. Jesus did not do what they expected the Messiah to do. They were looking for a conquering king and not a suffering servant. They were looking for someone to conquer the powers of Rome, but Jesus came to conquer their hearts. The events of the birth of Jesus the Messiah are simple and humble. While the town of Bethlehem was busy and overflowing with all those that had made the, the pilgrimage back to Bethlehem, a Savior was born to a young woman and placed in a manger. Mary gave birth, in less than ideal circumstances, to the one that would change everything. She swaddled the Savior of the world in straps of cloth and laid him down in a manger made to feed animals. So often, this is how our God works. He uses ordinary people in humble situations to bring about his sovereign plan. I would not be a political leader 
It would not be a political leader that would bring peace on earth. It would be a newborn baby who was born in a stable in a little town called Bethlehem that could come bring peace to the hearts of his people. In the silence of that silent night, a Savior was born who would change everything. No one knew that God was working that night, but he was performing his greatest work for his people. If you find yourself in a silent night in your soul and life, you can know that he is working. The same baby born into that manger is also the conquering king and the savior that has come to rescue. End of reading for day one. The three questions. How does the coming of Jesus remind us that God keeps his promises? How is God working behind the scenes to bring about the birth of Jesus? Are there areas in your own life where it might feel like God is not working? How does the coming of Jesus remind you to trust his sovereign hand? End of day one.